we're analyzing Bristol Myers Squibb stock ticker BMY to see if it's a great business on sale. This analysis is just over 10 minutes. It's going to be intense, but it's going to be worth it. We're using the Select 6 analysis to look at the most telling financial metrics before estimating a fair value for Bristol Myers Squibb. Then we're giving a final rating to the business. There will be a key bonus metric along the way that just might be the tipping point when analyzing Bristol Myers Squibb for your stock portfolio. Before we get into these valuable metrics, let's understand Bristol. Bristol Myers Squibb stock performance. Right now, Bristol Myers Squibb trades for $62.06 per share. Year to date, their stock price is down 14%. In the last five years, they're compounding at 1.5% annually, they're up 7.5%. In the last 10 years, they're compounding at 4% annually, they're up 47%. Going back before the global financial crisis, Bristol Myers Squibb compounds at 5.3% annually. Right now, they pay a big 3.58% dividend yield. Their average dividend yield over this time is in addition to their returns in their stock price. Bristol Myers Squibb trades just a dollar above their 52-week low. The company trades $19 below their 52-week high. About 1% of their shares are sold short. Bristol Myers Squibb is a big business. They have a $130 billion market cap. But the burning question is, why should we be paying close attention to Bristol Myers Squibb? Bristol Myers Squibb discovers, develops, and markets drugs for various therapeutic areas, such as cardiovascular, cancer, and immune disorders. A key focus for Bristol is immuno-oncology, where the firm is a leader in drug development. Bristol derives close to 70% of total sales from the United States, showing a higher dependence on the U.S. market than most of its peer group. In January of 2019, Bristol Myers Squibb announced it would acquire Celgene for $74 billion, a $95 billion acquisition including Celgene's debt, in a deal that would become the largest pharmaceutical company acquisition in history. Celgene shareholders received $50 in cash and one share of Bristol Myers Squibb, the transaction closed in the third quarter of 2019. More recently, in June of 2020, Bristol Myers Squibb announced it would acquire Turning Point Therapeutics for $4.1 billion in cash. Now, with that understanding, let's get into the numbers. Starting with metric number one, we want their average return on capital in the last five years to be above 14%. The average business earns about a 7% return on capital. Looking for a benchmark that's double this can build in margin of safety based on the quality of the business. Bristol Myers Squibb return on capital has been all over the place in part because of this major Celgene acquisition that affected how their returns on capital were calculated in 2019 and 2020. Since then, their returns have increased. They earned 13% returns on capital in their last year. When these are averaged out in their last five years, Bristol Myers Squibb earns about 11.7% returns in a given year. While that's solidly above average, that's a few percentage points below the benchmark we're looking for. This is an X on metric number one. Metric number two, we're looking for growth to go along with their high returns on capital. We want to see five-year revenue, net income, and free cash flow growth. All three need to be up for this to be a check. This is all or nothing. We'll include their numbers up until today in our calculations. In this time, Bristol Myers Squibb's revenues have doubled. Their earnings are up 48%. It looked like they were very negative in 2020. This was due to $12 billion of in-process R&D expenses. If those were excluded, their earnings would have been positive like in all these other years. In this five-year time frame, their free cash flows are up 81%. This is growth across the board for Bristol-Myers Squibb. Our first check of the day on metric number two. 
Metric number three, we're looking for earnings per share growth in the last five years. We'll also be including their numbers up until today. We learned in our last metric, their earnings have grown by 48% over this time. The company issued 30% additional shares as part of its sell gene acquisition. However, they've been buying back shares since 2020, so look for their share count to continue going down into the future. Their earnings growth outpaces their shareholder dilution. While it looks like their earnings per share are down in their last fiscal year, these are actually up when we include today's numbers. They've earned $3.43 per share in their last 12 months. This is a check on metric number three. Metric number four, we're looking for free cash flow per share growth in the last five years, again, including their last 12 months worth of numbers. With their free cash flows up by 81%, that outpaces their shareholder dilution. This is a check on metric number four. To recap where we stand currently, Bristol-Myers Squibb has three checks and only one X through four metrics. Can they keep the success going? But there's still one vital piece missing. You might think nailing growth and having good returns is key, but we haven't touched on the one thing that I believe sets Bristol-Myers Squibb apart, which is having these without using a lot of debt. Metric number five, we want their net debt, which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments, to be below the sum of their free cash flows in their last five fiscal years. Bristol-Myers Squibb has grown their free cash flows over this time. They've also grown their net debt position. They had a $3 billion cash position in 2018. With their Celgene acquisition, they added on quite a bit of net debt. Right now, the company has around $30 billion in net debt. In the last five years, they've generated $54 billion of free cash flow. That supports their net debt position by a lot. Bristol-Myers Squibb is massively cash flow generative. They generated $11 billion of free cash flow in their last 12 months, meaning they could pay off their net debt position in about three years worth of free cash flows. This is a big check on metric number five. The company seems to be in a healthy financial position. Before we get into the first of two different valuation methods we'll use for Bristol-Myers Squibb, it's time for our bonus. As our bonus, we're looking at Bristol-Myers Squibb dividend profile. Right now, Bristol-Myers Squibb pays a big 3.58% dividend yield. People make mistakes all the time by blindly chasing dividends. We want their dividends to be supported by their free cash flows. That's been the case in all five of these years. Bristol-Myers Squibb has grown their dividends per share. They've also grown their free cash flows per share. The company maintains a low dividend payout ratio that's only gotten lower in these last five years. They currently support their dividends. While this is a snapshot, of the last five years of performance. This is no guarantee for the future. This is a check on our bonus. Their dividends seem to be very well supported. The big metric of them all, metric number six, we want Bristol-Myers Squibb's average five-year free cash flow divided by their enterprise value to give us a yield that's above 5%. If this is the case, this gives a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury. It's the first of two different ways we're estimating their fair value. Right now, Bristol-Myers Squibb has a $160 billion enterprise value. This accounts for both their market cap and their net debt position. It looks at Bristol similar to it being a private company. In the last five years, we learned they generated $54 billion of free cash flow, meaning in an average year, they generate about $10.8 billion of free cash flow. When that's divided by their $160 billion enterprise value, we get a 6.75% average free cash flow to enterprise value yield. On a current basis, Bristol-Myers Squibb produced $11 billion of free cash flow in their last 12 months. When that's divided by their enterprise value, it gives us a 6.9% current free cash flow to enterprise value yield. Both of these are coming in above the yield of the 10-year treasury. They're also above the risk premium we're looking for, meaning for Bristol-Myers Squibb, this is a check on metric number six. Don't just run out and go buy the business. We still need to estimate their fair value per share. 
Everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze Bristol Myers Squibb, which brings us on to using a discounted cash flow model to estimate their fair value per share. A DCF model is based on the predictability of a company's free cash flows. Like any model in any discipline, its outputs are sensitive to its inputs. We're starting with an average of their last three fiscal years worth of free cash flow, then using historical assumptions to grow these into the future. It's up to you to figure out if these will be accurate or not for the business. Assuming they grow their three-year free cash flows at a rate of 3.5% annually for the next 10 years, then assuming in the following 10 years that these stay flat, if we want a 15% rate of return, which is what Warren Buffett looks for from his investments, at today's valuations, if these multiples are the same 20 years from now, if today's valuation multiples are the same 20 years from now, an estimate of Bristol-Myers Squibb fair value per share is around $46. That's down $16 from their current stock price. Keep in mind some key points. Bristol-Myers Squibb has been a moderately predictable business in its past. That's not a guarantee for the future. That could impact our assumptions. This discount rate is an estimate of total returns to shareholders based on their free cash flows. It already includes both their dividend yield and any increase in their stock price. We also did not add in their tangible book value as that's likely skewed based on how the accounting is done for their acquisition. It gives a rough estimate of their net worth. In this case, it would have lowered their net worth, so you'd want to dig in and understand this in more detail. Most importantly, this analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Consult with your financial advisor before making any investment decision. In just a minute, we'll give our final rating to Bristol Myers Squibb, but we have to address something first. We've covered the numbers, but the qualitative factors may be even more important for this business. What are they? Well, let's find out. Looking at the factors supporting a long thesis, number one, the majority of Bristol's late-stage pipeline focuses on rare diseases, immunology, and cancer, where the FDA aggressively approves drugs and typically holds strong pricing power. Number two, oncology drug Opdivo holds the potential to radically shift the treatment paradigm in several cancer indications, which could result in annual peak sales of more than $10 billion. Number three, Bristol is launching several new cancer and immunology drugs that can have high sales trajectories given the high unmet medical need. But we'd be remiss if we didn't cover the negative aspects of the company as well. Looking at the factors supporting a short thesis, number one, the Celgene acquisition added significant debt that could become challenging to repay if competition strengthens against key drugs or pricing pressures intensify in the United States. Number two, Bristol faces one of the larger patent cliffs by 2028 when cancer drug Opdivo and cardiovascular drug Eloquist quiz likely face heavy generic competition. Number three, the acquisition of Celgene brought generic competition for cancer drug Revlimid in 2022, setting up a major growth obstacle over several years given the planned staggered generic entry. There you have it for a balanced perspective of some of the qualitative factors of their business. Now it's time to give our rating. In analyzing Bristol-Myers Squibb, stock ticker BMY, we learned this pharmaceutical business has grown a lot on the back of a couple of acquisitions in recent years. While they've added on a lot of debt for their Celgene acquisition, they still earn above average returns on capital. The company's grown a lot, even on a per share basis. They support their debt loads using their free cash flows. They've also supported a growing dividend using their free cash flows, maintaining a comfortable dividend payout ratio. The company may face a patent cliff and more generic drug competition. It's worth reiterating this analysis is not financial advice. Their free cash flow to enterprise value yields look attractive compared to the yield of the 10-year treasury. When we performed our discounted cash flow analysis, if today's valuations are the same 20 years from now, you believe those assumptions and you want a 15% rate of return. An estimate of Bristol-Myers Squibb's fair value per share is around $46.
The company last traded at those levels in August of 2019. Looking at all the factors of our analysis, Bristol Myers Squibb looks like a strong candidate for further research. If you enjoyed today's video, be sure to like it, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, share your thoughts about Bristol Myers Squibb, and let me know what business to look at next in the comments below. Thanks for learning about Bristol Myers Squibb with me, and have a great day.